Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 34 of How Do You Write? I'm so glad that you're listening. It is a gloomy, rainy day here in Northern California, and I have to say that I am not tired of it yet at all. Um, I love the rain. I love the gloom. The more it rains, the happier I get. I swear to God I could live in Seattle. Everyone tells me that I can't, that no one can, and no one should. Um, It's a lovely town, of course, but I think I could handle the darkness and the rain. Um, Maybe someday I'll give it a try. For now, I'm perfectly content in Northern California and super happy to be exactly where I am, which is in this seat, talking to you at this moment. And that just thrills me. So a little quick update on what's been going on writing-wise around here. Um, I'm continuing a pace with the thriller. It is not killing me so far. Uh, always makes me worry, but I'm about 17,000 words into it and I just hit the inciting incident right on time, right where I wanted it to be, um, which is always a nice feeling. Um, for those of you who are wondering what the heck I'm talking about, uh, in terms of timing and incidents, um, I subscribe to the Larry Brooks method of story structure. He actually has a wonderful book out called Story Engineering. And um, some people like it, some people don't. I personally love it. Um, It has solved some major problems for me in the past. When I'm structuring novels, uh, there is no rule that says you have to do anything anyway, um, period, at all. You could write a prose poem using just the word... I want to say beaver, and that's the word that came to me, so I'm going to go with it. Say the word beaver over and over again until your prose poem is finished 50,000 words later. Have at it. However, if you want to move your books along and uh, have the pace continue in a way that satisfies the reader's brain, um, there's the traditional three-act structure, which has been around for centuries and centuries. Um, the three-act structure for me doesn't quite work very well. I've never I've never really just got it in my bones the way I enjoy Larry Brooks's four-act structure, which is exactly the same as the three-act structure. It's just set up a little bit differently um, in terms of the first quarter is the setup. The second quarter is the reaction phase when our main character or characters are reacting to the things that are around them. The third quarter is right after the context-shifting midpoint. The third quarter of the book is about those main characters becoming actors rather than reactors, and the fourth quarter is the resolution. Um, there is a worksheet that I use, which is why I'm mentioning this. I'm going to link to it in the show, no- show notes. Uh, Jamie Gold writes does a lot of um, planning stuff for writers. She's got a lot of forms and Excel spreadsheets and fun stuff like that, if that's the way your brain works, which mine does sometimes. And she has on there a free link to uh, the story, uh, Larry Brooks story breakdown. And the cool thing is, is you put in your word count that you're aiming for, and it breaks down exactly where at approximately, these are not rules, but at approximately what word count Uh, your novel should be for the inciting incident, for the first plot point, for the first pinch point. All of those things um, might be words that you're not familiar with, but that's absolutely fine. Just keep writing. You're doing it the right way. Uh, If you ever want to 
attach structure into your work. And I have definitely done this after I've written um, first drafts. I've gone back in and restructured to make these things kind of work. Uh, These kind of things can be helpful. So um, that's a little plug for that. I will link it in the show notes. I am also working on my Patreon essay right now. Um, The thesis for it is finding what feels natural to you in your own creative process. Um, Leaning into the way that we work. For example, I have ADHD, emphasis on the hyperactivity part. And knowing that and knowing that's the way I work and harnessing that has been one of the most useful things for me as a writer. Um, So I haven't quite figured out my aha moment for the essay yet. It's in there. I'm kind of flailing. I always have this, uh, I always, I always start the creative, the creativity essays like this with a bunch of flailing, a bunch of research, a bunch of, um, scientific articles that I'm kind of combing through and putting in my brain and letting everything kind of percolate in there and then move around and form connections. So, uh, I have to fix my stove right after I film this. So I'm hoping that in the drive to the appliance store to get the glow coil, um, because I'm going to try to be butch and badass and fix it myself. Um, I'm hoping that something will spark in there or maybe when I'm sleeping, the subconscious is a powerful beast and uh, I love that it does work for me. That's pretty freaking awesome in terms of brains. Thanks, brain. And let us then just jump right into the interview, which I know that you'll enjoy. This is with Xochitl Julissa Bermejo and she is awesome and smart and funny and I know you're going to enjoy the interview. So... Why don't you go on listening? I'm going to fix a stove and let's all get to our writing. Okay, talk soon. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my stop stalling and write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, today I have the pleasure of talking to Xochitl Julissa Bermejo. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the show. Let me give you just a little introduction for those who may not know you. Xochitl Julissa Bermejo was named a 2012 Los Angeles Central Library Allowed Newer Poet and the 2013 Poets and Writers California Writers Exchange Poetry winner. Her poetry manuscript, Built with Safe Spaces, is inspired by her grandmother, Los Angeles and the Arizona borderlands. In August 2011, she volunteered as a desert aid worker with a Tucson-based humanitarian organization, No More Deaths, which informed many of her borderland poems. In Los Angeles, she's the creator and curator of the quarterly reading series Hitched and a co-founding member of the literary organization Women Who Submit. She is a first-generation Chicana born and raised in San Gabriel, California, and currently lives in the shadows of Dodger Stadium in historic Solano Canyon. She spends her nights listening for ghosts and coyotes of Chavez Ravine and her days maneuvering the 110 freeway to teach drama and English to high school students in Arcadia, California. And I am not sure which is more alarming, the 110 or the high school students to me. (laughs) Well, the entrance to the 110 is probably more scary. Probably scary. (laughs) I live near a high school and I swear to God that those, those 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 are human beings that I don't understand. 
I just, I try, but they, they scare me. I, sometimes when I see them walking around, I'm like, oh my God, I'm back in like, I'm a freshman again. And they're all so cool. And I am so not. <laughs> yes, it can be intimidating. <laughs> what is the best time of day for you to write? And where do you write? Um, I would say in the afternoons when I'm being really good and on my stuff. Um, I, I tend to read in the morning because I fall asleep when I read. So I have to read as soon as I get up when I'm like fresh. Yeah. And then I'll take a walk. And then after that, then that's when I'll start writing in like early afternoon. And I have to, I usually sit on my couch. Um, I like couches. I don't like to sit at desks. They feel really stinted and uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And oh, I'm going to be really professional right now. <laughs> Um, so I like to be comfy on the couch with blankets and pillows. Nice. I, I, I also like doing that, but I tend to, that's, that's when I fall asleep sometimes is when my computer's on top of my tummy and I'm all comfy. Sometimes I usually have to stand to write. (laughs) And how do you write when you write? Is it longhand and on the computer? I've been trying to do more journaling just because I think it's a good, um, Mm -hmm. Like I'm a big fan of Wendy or C. Ortiz's work. And so it seems, yeah, she's great. She was on the show a little while ago. It's a good, it seems like it's a really good way to just like be a historian to yourself. Um, So I try to journal, but I'm not that great at it. Um, Usually after I take a long walk, I'll try to jot some things down in a journal, but the actual writing happens on the computer. On the computer. Are you in Microsoft Word or do you use Scrivener? Word. Yeah. 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 And how do you refill the creative well when you're running dry? Um, walks, reading, hikes. I love being out in nature. Um, I've been kind of listening to some yogi books on tape and thinking about how to be in the world and enjoy the world since it's, it's really hard to do right now with everything that's been happening. It's awful to do right now. It's terrible. Yeah. So I try to like take a walk and look at the trees and take deep breaths and try to just replenish myself that way. Do you manage to do that every day? Um, probably like four days a week is what it's at right now, three or four days a week. Is there a um, yogi book that you could recommend that you've been liking? That's, um, that's purely selfish because I want to listen to it too. <laughs> well, it's my friend, I'm not, this is like new to me. My friend, um, I was saying, oh, I'm, you know, I can't sleep and I'm having this anxiety. And he's like, he put some stuff on my, phone oh how cool which was really sweet of him he's like give me your phone and he just put a bunch of stuff on it that's awesome I have always struggled with insomnia but my insomnia has always been the the vague garden variety where I just worry about you know the coming earthquake or whatever and right Mm -hmm. now all the worries in the middle of the night are so vivid you know Mm -hmm. they're so much scarier so that's that sounds like a great idea yeah what is the worst writing advice you've ever been given um, I think the worst stuff is the stuff that's like uh, you sometimes hear in workshop that like never do this, never do that, <laughs> you know, never use that, never use just, just get rid Ugh. of those words, never use it is the contraction stuff like that is just like useless because well I'm a poet you know and so it's like sometimes it is has more in, impact than it's and sometimes I want to say just and I need that just so you know. And it's exactly just, what you want. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually, I remember hearing, you know, that you never, ever start a sentence with and or but. And right. sometimes you have to. Right. Sometimes that's where you get the, the mileage. What secret writing tip of awesomeness did you discover the hard way? 
Um, secret tip of awesomeness. <laughs> um, I think that, so when I was in grad school, I did a paper, my like long paper was on, um, like poetry of witness and how people process through poetry and how poetry can help you survive. And there was a great book called poetry of survival by Gregory Orr. Ooh. Yeah. Poetry of survival is Gregory Orr. Um, that had a really, a lot of great stuff to say about how when our world is disjointed and we experience trauma, poetry helps you to like put things back in order and give it new language. And, um, so that was something like I understood like logically, but then it's like, I feel like every time I sit down to write, I'm like relearning it. Like, cause when, you know, when you have something and you're in pain, mm-hmm. like often I don't want to write. I'm like, no, I just want to ignore it. I just want to like run away from it. Right. And then when I finally do sit down to write and it's such a, re- a relief and release and I'm like, oh yeah, this helps. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Those, I, I feel like I learn it over and over. I, I those lessons we learn over and over again. Yes, I I hear that. <laughs> Can you give us a quick craft tip of any sort? Um, I'm I just finished writing a, a novel, my first novel. Congratulations! Uh, thank you. Uh, so I was a longtime poet, and so the novel fiction writing is still really new to me. But I think something that really helped me is that I have a theater background. Mm. Uh, I got a BA in theater and I did acting and directing and um, thinking about the character's motivation. Like what does the character want? Right. And who are the people that are going to help this character get what she wants and who are the people who are going to get in the way of what she wants? So I've often heard that character is really closely related to plot, at least for some years. And I think that's true for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I often, it's like the conflict and the character arc, they're all really tight and close because I'm thinking about what does she want and how is she going to get it and who does she have to get through? Um, So that's, I would say, think about character motivation. I love that. How did you find the transition from being a poet and going into this first piece of fictional prose? Um, I was scared. It was an idea I had for a long time Mm -hmm. and I didn't know if I could do it. Writing a fiction book has been something I've always dreamt about since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to have a novel, um, but I didn't know if I could do it because it's so long and Mm -hmm. poems are so short. And, (laughs) you know, a book book of poetry is, you know, maybe 100 pages, maybe more like 60, 70, 80 pages. Uh, So it was a scary endeavor. But I started, it's it's an epistolary novel. Oh, cool. They're all little short pieces. And I kind of tricked myself that way and said, okay, well, you can write a poem in a page, you can write a letter in a page. And if you write three letters a day, maybe you'll get to something. And that's kind of how I tricked myself into doing it. I love that trick. That's exactly how I get things done. I'm always <laughs> tricking myself. I'm, I'm gullible that way. Yeah. <laughs> and on really bad days, if you couldn't write or teach, what other profession do you wish you had? I just often wish I had something that was like you got trained and you're an apprentice and like you knew you were going to get paid because you have this skill. Yeah, like a hands-on kind of skill. (laughs) Yeah, like an electrician. I mean, I have a theater background. I always really like technical theater. I always thought it'd be cool to be like an electrician or um, yeah, probably like an electrician. Something where it's like I have a skill. If the zombies come, I'll be useful. Like, you know. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That is actually pretty badass, actually. (laughs) And if you were starting over as a new writer right now, what advice would you give yourself? Um, 
I think I would just tell myself to to start small, write as much as you can, write every day, read, and just um, just start doing it. Yeah, I don't even. It's funny to think about who I was when I started, like at the beginning of my MFA program, uh-huh. like over ten years ago, to where I am now. Um, what were you like then? Well, the writing was really horrible, <laughs> and I, I just. I went into the MFA program because I wanted to be, I just knew I wanted to be a writer Mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to be in a writing community, but I had no idea what that looked like and Mm -hmm. how to do that. And so I went into this MFA program. And so I was really like this little fresh faced girl Mm -hmm. and I would go to these little events and be like, Oh, what's that? Who's there? (laughs) What is this about? And so it's just, it's just interesting to see how much I've changed. I don't know. I just think about that sometimes. (laughs) How much has changed in over 10 years. Yeah, I got. So, I think I got my MFA like seven, eighteen years ago now, and I I do look back at that baby faced girl and and you know I just wanted to be around writers. That was right. that was all I wanted. Right, and I, it seemed I, like really mysterious. Like so mysterious. How can I be a writer? How can I hang out with writers? <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the answer is just to be a writer. You know, to write, then you get to right. hang out with writers. Right. <laughs> that was way too easy for me. I I chose to spend fifty thousand dollars instead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and what would you like to plug right now? Where can we find you? What should we be looking for? Um, I have my first book of poetry came out in October. It's actually called Posada Offerings of Witness and Refuge. Awesome. And it talks about my parents' immigration history. Um, and also uh, some time I spent on the border, which was in the bio, um, doing volunteer work and humanitarian aid work and just kind of, and the book is about how I got to that point, which was really scary. I didn't expect to be in the desert. I got there and was like, holy shit, what am I doing here? (laughs) Um, but it came from a desire to honor my parents and their journey and their stories. And so that's what the book's about. And that's out of Sundress Publications. You can find it at their, at their website, Sundress Publications. Um, and yeah, perfect. That's what I'm excited for right now. Perfect. Well, congratulations on that. That's huge and so exciting. And big congratulations on your novel and everything you're doing. Um, please keep working with those high school students and I'll try not, I'll try not to be so intimidated by them over here and their coolness. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting to us. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of how do you write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.